Wisconsin is known for a lot of things. It's dairy, it's beer, and it's oddities. The state is home to many unique places, including a wide variety of weird museums, as writer T. Krulos details in his article featured in this month's Milwaukee Magazine. Krulos joins me now to share a few of those unique museums that you can find right here in Wisconsin. T, thank you so much for being here on Lake Effect. Thanks for having me. So there are many odd museums in the state of Wisconsin. Uh, in fact, a number that could not be included on this list because, you know, you only have so much space on the page, as it were. Right. But you have a great list of some interesting museums. I'm going to start with one that really caught my eye. It's also what the list starts with, the National Mustard Museum. I know. It's a, a very odd place. I mean, all these places are great because they're so unique. And like you say, Wisconsin is very rich with them. So I had no trouble finding stuff to write about. But um, yeah, the Mustard Museum is just outside of Madison, and it has over 6,000 mustard bottles and related items. One of the best parts of it, though, is they have a gift shop that is also a tasting room. So you can sample over 100 different types of mustards. So if you love mustards, this is a, a must stop on your list. I feel like mustard is one of those things that you go, well, how many kinds of mustard can there be? And then you look in your refrigerator and you go, I sure. have six kinds of mustard in this refrigerator. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's one of the few condiment museums in the country. The other one would be out um, Heinz, you know, has a pretty good museum. But sure. So if you like ketchup and mustard, that might be your epic road trip there. <laughs> So the next one we're going to look at, uh, this is about a, a history that I think some Wisconsinites are familiar with and then others are surprised to learn about. Uh, this is the History Museum at the Castle, and it looks at uh, Houdini. I know. It's such a great story. And I, like you say, I don't think it's recognized enough. I mean, we have the bronze fonds, which is great, but Houdini was actually an amazing person who spent his formative years, uh, living in Appleton first. He lived there for about four years. And then they actually lived in Milwaukee for a while before they moved on to New York. So the History Museum at the Castle in Appleton has this great exhibit called AKA Houdini, in which you kind of journey through his life and they have some really fun interactive displays where you can kind of try out some of his escape tricks and magic tricks. And um, it's just a really nice recognition of this famous resident of Appleton. Yeah. Now, uh, the next museum, I think, is going to be very interesting for polka lovers. Uh, <laughs> and when I was thinking about, like, an accordion museum, this is an accordion museum, I wondered what that would look like. And then I went, oh, well, they're, they're a complex instrument. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, not surprising that this would be in Wisconsin, way up in Superior, Wisconsin. They have this huge collection of over 2,500 accordions. And like you say, most people associate that with polka, and that's certainly a key part of that genre. But um, they have accordions from all over the world because they are used in different music styles. And uh, the museum there is really great because it's in an old church. And so they have the museum display. They also have a venue where they, of course, have accordion-centric performances. And they have a repair shop and a really big archive of sheet music and other stuff related to accordions. So it's really an important cultural part of the state. 
And that's called a world of accordions, right? Yes. (laughs) Uh, Well, and speaking of the world, the next museum we'll be looking at, I I think some people, again, are going to know bits of this history. A lot of different towns have kind of a circus clown history here in Wisconsin. Uh, But this is the International Clown Hall of Fame and Research Center. (laughs) Yes. So um, this uh, location, by the way, has moved around a little bit. I remember back in the day, it was in like the the basement level of the Plankinton building, which is also where the WUWM studios were at the time. (laughs) So you were neighbors with this at one point. And um, yeah, Baraboo has such a rich history of the circus. The Ringling Brothers were from Baraboo. And it became like a circus capital of the country for a while. A lot of circuses had their headquarters there. So it's a good spot for the International Clown Hall of Fame where they have pictures of famous clowns as well as their rubber noses and giant shoes and costumes and props that they used. Um, like I noted in this article, might not be a great place for some people to go because some people do have a pretty intense fear of clowns. I don't. I mean, once in a while I find them kind of creepy, but I think I have a normal level of reaction to them. <laughs> I will say my um, my arch nemesis oh, yeah. is the uh, probably still more famous Joy Powers, who is a clown. Really? Joy Powers the clown, yes. <laughs> Do you think that she is in the International Clown Hall of Fame? Look, she might be. She was very well known. Anytime I would Google my name, it would, Joy Powers the clown. <laughs> came up right away. Oh, that's too funny. <laughs> so the final museum that we're going to talk about, uh, this is the Bergstrom Mahler Museum of Glass. I've, I've heard this is just a beautiful museum. It is. It is very uh, beautiful. I mean, there's so much glass in it, and then when the light comes through the right way, you know, it's really quite dazzling, and it's home to the largest collection of glass paperweights in the world, which is over uh, 6,000 pieces. So it's a lot of glass. I mean, it does make me, being a bigger guy, it makes me a little (laughs) nervous in places like this because I'm afraid I'm going to break something. But, yeah, very beautiful um, individual pieces of glasswork there. Now, uh, of course, like with any list, you couldn't include every museum. But what were some of your favorite museums that didn't make the cut? Well, one I really wanted to include was the Freshwater Fishing Hall of Fame in Hayward, um, which is kind of famous because the museum is shaped like a giant muskie that you can walk into and see fishing artifacts. Uh, however, they're only open seasonally, so you can go visit there this summer. But, you know, this being a winter issue, I wanted to include places that people could go out and visit right away. So that was one. Um, And then Redner's Rescued Cat Figurine Museum. I know you've had them on the show before. I wrote about them last year, which is why I didn't include them. But they have an overwhelming collection of cat knickknacks. Again, I was a little nervous because there's so many (laughs) fragile pieces. But, you know, and and the good, good thing about them is it's for a good cause. The money that they raise, they give to cat shelters and stuff like that. Oh, and then last one I think I'll mention, I was just in Lake Geneva. We talked a little bit about that before we went on the air, and I went to the Geneva Lake Museum, which is a cool little museum. I I love that they have kind of their own take on, like, streets of old Milwaukee when you you first walk in. And um, they've got a nice little display called The Wizard of Lake Geneva, which is about 
Dungeons and Dragons, which came from there, and this year is their 50th anniversary. So um, that was something I just checked out a couple of days ago, and wasn't on my list, but it is now. <laughs> All right. Well, T, thank you so much for joining us here on Lake Effect. Thanks for having me. T. Krulos is a local writer whose article on Wisconsin's weird museums is featured in this month's Milwaukee Magazine. You can find all of our previous conversations with Milmac writers at wuwm.com.